Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Highway Live. This is Rick Looper here, the host of the show. So glad to have you with me. This is uh, June 2013 edition of our about some things that are going on with the Poetry Superhighway. Uh, first of all, uh, we are currently collecting sponsors for our summer 2013 poetry contest. Exciting, huh? So every year we run a, a poetry contest uh, roughly roughly um, mid-July through the end of September. And we'd love for you to sponsor it. So the way it works is the uh, the idea is that everyone who enters the contest is going to get a prize for entering. That's number one. And uh, where do we get the prizes? We get them from generous sponsors such as you. That's how it works. So if you are a person who has a a poetry book, a uh, a subscription to a magazine that you would love to offer to potential contest entrants. Perhaps you uh, offer services of interest to poets and writers. Um, Anything uh, that you think would be of interest to anyone who would enter a poetry contest, go to our website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Click on Sponsor the 2013 Poetry Contest. And we would be more than thrilled to uh, add that to our roster. So the, the deal with our contest is that every single person gets a prize just for entering. Now, that's not to say there aren't prizes for the winners, uh, because, of course, there are. Uh, Just for entering the contest, uh, well, uh, I don't want to give out all the details yet, but basically, in order to to enter the contest, you you have to pay a $1 per poem entry fee. don't worry about entering now because there'll be a, a special announcement uh, uh, when we when when uh, you have the opportunity to uh, to enter the contest. And um, so, in addition, so what we do is we divide up that those entries uh, amongst the top three scoring players. So what does that mean? That means that if uh, if you are a someone who enters the contest and you win first, second, or third place, you will receive just for entering. Uh, well, I'm sorry, for winning, you will receive a percentage of those entry fees. But the cool thing is that if you enter uh, and you don't win one of those top three scoring. 
places, because of the generosity of our many, many sponsors, you will, uh, in fact, get a prize just for entering. So it's kind of a win-win situation. That is, even if you don't win, you still kind of win. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. All right, so that's coming up. If you're interested in sponsor, oh, by the way, and for sponsoring, you uh, get promotional consideration throughout the duration of the con- contest. Your uh, your sponsor name gets listed in all um, in all of our uh, uh, contest correspondence as well as on the page. Plus, you get um, the opportunity to have a free classified ad. Uh, posted in our Poetry Classified section, which goes out to thousands of poets every week on the Poetry Superhighway email list, as well as uh, included on the online classifieds page. So that's pretty cool. So it's a great promotional tool for you just for agreeing to sign up to sponsors. So whatever you have to uh, to, to to contribute would be great. Um, part of the contribution, all these guidelines are online, but um, and it, you agree to to donate a certain number of prizes. Um, could be just one thing. It could be many, many things. The more, the merrier. It certainly helps us reach our goal of giving every contest entrant enter a prize if you give more than one thing. Um, you also will agree to mail those prizes directly to our contest entrants. That's really important because, um, well, because we're a nonprofit deal here so we we don't have the money to mail out hundreds of prizes but uh, so part of the sponsorship is you agree to mail directly to the contest entrance the prize or prizes that you donate so there you go there's that um and finally um you also agree to notify me when you've sent out the prizes so that way I can mark you off the the roster and not send you annoying follow-up emails wondering where the heck your prizes are so that's that that's um that's what I wanted to tell you um, uh, let's get to your poetry, shall we? The number again to call in is 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 310 area code. Hi. Anybody there, 310? Yes. Hi, who am yes, I talking to? Yes, there is. Hello? Cool. Who's, yes, yes. Who's this? Oh, wow. That was quick. <laughs> this is Jean Colonymous calling. Sorry, Hi, I missed that. I'm well. No problem. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Topanga, California. Ah, right around the corner. You could have yeah. driven over, and we, you could have driven over to do this. <laughs> really? Where are you? <laughs> I'm in Van Nuys. Oh wow. Okay. But cool. Um, so do you do you have a poem for us? I do, and um, this part of this poem. Uh, was taken from your April prompts, the month of prompts uh, celebrating Poetry Month. Right, right, right. Uh, And it was from um, Brendan Constantine, who suggested using um, dates and pairing those dates of big events with Astro with astrology or Chinese astrology. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, that was back? a popular. I, I do. Yeah, that was a popular prompt. Uh, Brendan uh, is a Los Angeles poet as well. Perhaps you know that being local. Um, yeah. And he and he, you know, I've had the chance to to participate in some workshops with him as well as to see him read. And he's he's quite the poetry dynamo. So I'm I'm not surprised that this is. Uh, that you found uh, you found something out of out of his prompt. So let's hear the poem. 
Okay. The first word is the title. This is my reason to rise, to clop to paper and pen, and on that word path, to use, reuse body, mind, heart, and spirit. This is my thirst and what quenches it, the work of passion as practice. I am not whole without this creative churning. The Great Gatsby was born on April 10, 1925. Astrologically speaking, the novel is in Aries. You are very energetic and high-spirited, the astrolabe site states. You are fiercely independent and enjoy taking risks. Rising sign is Leo. You love to be the center of attention and prefer, prefer rich, elegant surroundings and possessions. Moon in Scorpio, your moods are deep, extreme, and not always completely understood by yourself or by those with whom you have to deal. I cannot resist the temptation to glimpse even a speck of the invisible world. And that's it. That's wonderful, uh, Jean. Thank you so much for sharing it. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, just, I just want to clarify for anyone who tuned in 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 the middle of that that this is a poetry show and and Jean was not giving an ast- an astrology reading you know so don't call <laughs> in looking for your your chart to be done at this point. Um, uh, Jean, do you do you um, do you have any uh, readings in LA or anything that you like to uh, frequent that you might give a, a, a shout out to? Well, um, poet Anne Buxy and I are doing a poetry panel uh, for free uh, at the Leo Beck Synagogue uh, on Wednesday morning, April 12th at, um, and I think it's 1300 Sepulveda Boulevard. Did you say April 12th? I'm sorry, June 12th. Okay. So I'm a little... I was going to say that's plenty of advance notice, you know. Uh. <laughs> no, it's June 12th. It's coming up this Wednesday. That's great. Yeah, I drive by uh, the that's that's the synagogue right on Sepulveda in the in the Sepulveda Pass, uh, right across the street from the entrance to the the Getty Center. That's boy, right on. <laughs> you know your geography here. Well, I know where the synagogues are. You know, you never know when you're going to yeah. need to stop in an emergency yeah. to get some get to get a good egg bread. You know. Um, <laughs> By the way, I love the volume of poetry that you edited called the Haggada, the poetry Haggada, a poetry oh, Haggada. Thank you Beautiful. very much. I'm 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 glad yeah. you liked it. Well, Jean, what? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to order your next volume when I get off. <laughs> Fantastic! If order them all, multiple copies. You know, it's. Uh... <laughs> well, Jean, thank you, thank you so much for calling in. Great to hear your poem, and I'm really glad to, to, especially glad to hear a poem inspired by one of the prompts that we published during National Poetry Month. And I hope you call in again. 
Yes, I want to listen to the rest of the uh, the uh, hour. Please do. Okay. All right, bye. That was uh, Jean uh, uh, calling from Topanga Canyon, California. Um, thanks so much for calling in, Jean. The number to call in if you'd like to read a poem on the air is 646-716-7362. I do have a bunch of callers on hold. Um, I just want to mention, uh, sometimes on the show, if you're just tuning in and considering calling in, uh, better to call in earlier because I, I, it tends to be, we tend to have more time with you. Um, uh, the past couple of months, people have called in like right during the last 10, 10 minutes of the show, and we just haven't gotten to everyone who's called in at that last minute. So be brave. Call in. would love to hear your poem. Uh, it's, it's just about the most anonymous way that you can share it in open reading, doing it here on, the, on, a, on, a, on an Internet radio show. Um, uh, so don't, don't be nervous. Be brave. Call in. We'd love to hear We'd love to hear what you have to uh, have to say. Again, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 661 area code. Hello. 661, are you there? Okay, 661. Sorry. Uh, sorry that you weren't there. Moving on um, to a caller from the 614 area code. Hi. Nobody there from the Rick, 614. Rick, what's yeah. This is Vincent, man. How you doing? Oh, good, Vincent. How are, how are you? I'm doing excellent, man. You remember from Do Pantyhose Live? Yeah, I sure do. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah? Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Remi- remind us where you're calling from. Yeah, I'm calling from Westerville, Ohio. Oh, great. Okay. Yep, calling from Westerville, Ohio, and uh, you've been doing good, man. I see you've been doing a lot of writing. I I have been doing some writing, um, and uh, things are good. My, you know, I have a new book out, and and uh, and yeah, working, I saw on, that. working on uh, working on editing Ekphrastia Gone Wild, uh, the the uh, anthology of poetry inspired by art. So I've been keeping busy. How about you? Ah, doing doing great. Doing the same thing. Just put another. Uh, just put out a new book myself. Uh, it's available on uh, on Amazon uh, now. It's called Love Letters to Hollywood and Other Not-So-Random Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and random is spelled R-A-N-D-U-M-B. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing there, there might be some specific commentary in these poems, uh, Vincent. Yeah, there is. There is like there's a... The first half, I call it a chair instead of a table of contents. It's called a chair of letters. So uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a chair of letters, and those are written to different people in Hollywood. And when people read it, they can they you know they kind of can figure out. If there's different little trivia about people in Hollywood, so they can kind of figure out if they know different things. They can figure out who I'm talking about. Some of them are obvious. A couple of them are obvious, but the rest of them you got to kind of know a little bit of history. So. But, uh, you know, just different celebrities and different things. The other part of it are just ra- not-so-random thoughts. Hmm. So uh, that's what uh, I'm going to – I'm actually going to read from the not-so-random uh, thoughts side today. Well, I am ready for something not-so-random. Let's go. All right, great. This one is called A Greater Hint of Discontent Meant. All right, it says, I have made up my mind about poetry. I will not conform to the required standards. 
the expected depth and unnecessary obscurity, serving only to confuse the reader. Oh, do not mistake my statement. I am all for the greater use of imagination, ever-increasing imagination, that is. Why will I not conform? Many are my reasons. Poetry is hard to sell, they say. Let them find no success, they pray. Join the ranks of writers with no pay. To them no attention will I ever pay. Why do I not obey their words? Why to me are their opinions absurd? I put their flaccid opinions to hard testing. I find the impossible far more interesting. My purpose and destiny I must find and feel. I must fulfill the Father's will. Temptations mastered, distractions killed, all detours murdered, purpose fulfilled. Touching with my eyes, seeing with my face, tasting with my ears, my words control my faith. The joy of everything but purpose decreases. My immature desires find no releases. I continually hear my father say, don't be afraid to go the other way. That's great, Vincent. Thanks. I, I particularly resonated with the idea of, of people writing and not making any money doing it. Um, exactly. I was. Uh, I actually did a reading this morning um, for a, a group of people, and um, you know the whole. You know, I start so I. You know, when I do a reading, I've, I've got books out on the table, and hopefully, you know, maybe someone will buy something. And it always occurs to me um, to to tell people, you know, no one's making a living doing poetry. Um, and so if you buy a book, um, I swear I'll buy food with it. You know what I'm saying? And there's something I, I know whenever I, I sell books, um, I'm just, it's, it seems like if, if I can actually go and buy some groceries with it or go and buy a meal or, or something, you know, I, I've, I've at least for, for that moment am partially sustaining myself through, through the art of poetry, you know, it's uh, it's uh, for yeah. most of us, we're not going to make you know be able to pay the mortgage with it, you know, or the rent. But um, but if you can, if you can, you can. It makes sense if you can go just buy some food with a book. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, yeah. It, it helps. My you. goal and my my goal is to change that, Rick. I'm gonna I'm never going to give up on poetry. I love it. I'm going to change, and I and my goal. I do have a goal to change that. I mean, not just for me. But for poets, period, because I just don't like the the disrespect that I've watched my Barnes and Nobles go from six shows of poetry down to one, and it's just the level of you know disrespect to me. And uh, I'm like, I really aim to change that. I mean, because poetry is great; it, it enhances uh, not only reading but also writing. So I love it, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna all work together to change that. So. Thanks for the opportunity. You're one of those people that are helping, and uh, you're great. You've been out there. You stick with it, and we really appreciate you, man. All right, Vincent. You've talked me into it. I'm not going to quit after today. Don't quit. <laughs> That's right, man. Don't quit. You can't. You can't do it. Otherwise, they win. They do, and we don't want them to win. No, Vincent, no, no. Hey, well, I, I support your goal. I, I hope it comes to fruition, and I really appreciate you calling in today. No problem. I appreciate you, Rick. And like I said, don't quit, man. Keep going. And uh, we appreciate you, man. I bless you and have a great one. You too. All right. Uh, that was uh, that was uh, Vincent calling from Westerville, Ohio, a repeat offender. He's got a new book out. And, um, and of course, the title, which I am a fan of, of his previous book, uh, Do Pantyhose Lie, which uh, reminds me, actually, I was uh, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, 
on uh, on our, our vacation last summer, which is uh, which is which is when the uh, poetry from my my new book, Nothing in New England is New, was written. And uh, there's a little store there called the Honest Vegetable. And so one of my little observational poems in that book says something like, "We walk by a store called the Honest Vegetable, where I'm pretty sure an eggplant lied to me." Just a little tidbit. All right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Plenty of open lines. Got a couple callers uh, on hold as well. Please call in. Would love to hear your your poem. Would love to give you the chance to plug uh, your website, your book, your reading series. Um, We'd love to know what's going on in your poetry community. One of the cool things about this show is that it's free for anyone anywhere in the world really to call in. And um, anyone, there might be someone else listening in your town who doesn't know about a reading that you go to regularly. So it's just a chance to build community and for us to learn more about each other as well as to share poetry. 646-716-7362, or you can Skype in as well using the uh, Click to Talk button right on the uh, webpage that you're probably listening to the show on right now. Unless, of course, you're listening to it in the archive, in which case, well, I'm not going to get into it. But uh, all right, our next caller is, let's see, from the 423 area code. Hello, 423. Hi. Hi. Who's calling? Me? I can hear you. This is the poet, Darkling. Ah, hi. How are you doing? How are you? Congratulations on your book. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Where are you calling from, the poet, Darkling? North Beach, Tennessee. Did you say North Beach? Northeast Tennessee. Uh, northeast Tennessee. Okay, connection's not great, but uh, uh, but that's okay. Cool. So, what's uh, how's poetry in Northeast Tennessee? I have a poem called "Darkening in Shadow" to write to read you. Great. Let's hear it. Okay. In shadow, find the darkling sleep, for darkness does her sorrow keep in company with her soulful weep and errant misunderstandings, whilst the nightingale sings her song. Frantic and sullen, loud and strong, in shades of gray, between right and wrong, her misery notwithstanding. A lyrical song of romance, a melody by which they dance, grasping at straws for one last chance to go trip the light fantastic. Underneath the forbidden tree, where memories lived of what could be, the shadow bears his soul to she, an action that seemed quite drastic. For the eye of intentions dark, and random flirting leaves its mark. The shape of a heart in the bark of the taboo tree that shades them. But from their lust, no love is born. His darkling's heart is broken, worn. And lies are told when love is sworn, and shadow mostly evades them. Thus poems are wrote and songs are sung, with tenderness, with silver tongue. And although neither one is young, their hearts do together mingle, tingle. So in shadow the darkling lies, under his watchful Irish eyes. Protected from the darkened sky, where both love and heartbreak mingle. And Paul. Nice. Thanks so much for sharing that. Thank you. So, do you um, do you uh, have a website or anything people can check out if they want to hear hear more from you? You can find my writing on writersnetwork.com, or I'm on Facebook. You can like my fan page. And I have a new book out also called Just Call Me Darkling, available on Amazon. 
That's great. And is it is the author's name on Amazon the Poet Darkling? Is that right? The Poet Darkling. Cool. It's such a you know the 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 ing at the end of of dark makes it makes it almost you know acute almost you know you you're, you've got these two juxtaposing uh, 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 images kind of the the heaviness of the the darkness but the ing on there you know sort of implying like a a cute little thing. Yeah. You're a cute little you're you're a cute little dark thing apparently. Yes, I am. And is there um do you do you go to any readings in your local community that you want to give a shout out to? I don't know of any. Um I'm sort of a recluse and uh, that's why I'm so glad I found your show. So it gives me a chance to get my work out there a little bit. So I appreciate that. I thank you for that. No problem. And all the hard work that you put into this. Keeps me off the streets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, um, the, the poet Darkling, um, congratulations on uh, on your new book. Um, I'm glad you you found us as an outlet, and I hope you call in again in the future. And if anyone else is in in Northeast uh, Tennessee who knows of a poetry reading, uh, perhaps um, perhaps uh, they'll call in and let us know about it. So that way, maybe there's something right in your town that you don't even know about. Absolutely. Thank you. Sure. No problem. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. All right, that was the uh, poet Darkling calling from Northeast Tennessee uh, uh, here on Poetry Superhighway Live. The number to call in is 646-716-7362. I hope you call in. We uh, have about uh, 35 minutes left in the show. Um, Plenty of time for you to share your work. Um, uh, Let us know about your new book. The Poet Darkling has has a new book out. Um, which is which is very cool, and we would we would not have known uh, had she not had the chance to uh, let us know about it on the show. Uh, particularly interested in what's going on in your poetry world, um, etc. We don't have any content or style restrictions. Be brave, people. Maybe you've never called into a show before. Maybe you've never done a live reading before. That's cool. Uh, do it. Just call in. This is just such a great opportunity to to do so. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. You could be wearing pajamas. You could be completely nude doing it, um, though I suppose uh, you could do that in public as well. Uh, uh, but the, the effect is a little different, you know. Uh, so anyway, six four six seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the three one zero area code. Welcome, uh, welcome three one zero. Anybody there? Three one zero. Alrighty. So strange. Okay, so a couple of little technical suggestions, folks. Um, uh, If you're going to call in, uh, uh, keep in mind that the uh, there is a little bit of delay uh, on the uh, show uh, from when uh, from what you're listening to on your computer versus what you're listening to. On the phone. So if you're going to call in, you should listen on the phone. Uh, so that way, when I shout out your phone number, you'll be uh, you'll be there when I call your name or your number. That is, uh, and be aware of what your area code is that you're calling in, because uh, <laughs> if you're not, uh, I know it's a little impersonal to say something like, "Hey, um, 
and then refer to you by a number. But um, your your name doesn't show up here in the in the, uh, in the switchboard that I have over here. Uh, but we'll get to your name quickly enough, and then you'll have the opportunity to, and we'll get the the opportunity to know you well. So there you go. All right, moving on to our next caller from the seven one four area code. Hello, seven one four. Thank you. Seven one four. Are you there? I can hear you. Are you aware that you're on the air now? Seven one four, area code. Seven one four. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Rick, I'm sorry. Hey, it's cool. Who's this? Um, this is Consuelo, and I'm using my husband's phone because my BlackBerry wouldn't work. Well, that's. Uh, it sounds like a strongly worded letter to the BlackBerry Corporation should be written. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um. I have a poem. Fantastic. What? Where are you calling from? I'm guessing oh, Orange I'm County. Oh, it's confusing. Um, yeah, Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's hear your poem. Okay. Um, just a little a preface. This is a poem about the um, Boston bombing that happened um, the day of the Boston Marathon. The oath. The finches bicker, pushing one another off feeder perches as a sharpened scent of waxy lemon blossoms lift me to afternoon. There is no one out on this patio but the birds and euphorbia whose arms grow like tentacles of an octopus with thorns instead of suction cups. Both defenses line up on a branch or a limb with the mathematical precision of church pews. I'm sorry, church pews. I thought about church this morning, how my sister and I loaded the barge dogs in the truck, set off for 10 o'clock services, parking under the shade of an avocado tree. The dogs never heard the service, only the pealing of bird calls and a few strains of voices making harmony as a respite from chaos and confusion. My mind leaps to the Dagestanian boy dying in a Boston hospital. How nurses and doctors push aside the fact he and his brother devise bombs from pressure cookers. The aluminum sides splitting, carving out human flesh and bone into Boylston Street. Now it is his flesh that they attempt to bind together with silver needles and nylon thread, a color of virgin snow. The Irish Catholic priest elbows his way in around the FBI agent, kneeling at the young man's bedside. He silently prays, Lord, help this boy retrieve his missing book of dreams. Wow, very nice, Consuelo. Great, to, uh, good to hear that poem. Um, uh, the images on on Boylston Street, very intense. Um, I, I love the, the 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 sort of the solitude. Or perhaps not so of, of the image of just the birds being out on uh, out front uh, when you went out there, as well. Um, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, uh, one of the things um, that's so interesting ab- about writing poetry, you know, there's always something, a story wanting to get out of it, and and the story that wouldn't come out is that um, I ran Boston in 1980 and I couldn't. I couldn't talk about actually running it and imagining there were bombs at the end. So that's why I hear that beginning. So. 
No, that's 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 great. You know, I, it's that event. You know, touched us all in different ways. Um, you know, we all you know we all have our own personal connection. I um, the the book that I that I just released is poems partially written in Boston last summer, and we stayed at a hotel on Boylston, about two doors down from where the first bomb went off. So I, you know, I recall when I when when it happened, and we were all watching it on the news. I'm I, I'm saying, my God, that's exactly where we stayed. Um, and I, you know, my, I tend to write sort of tongue-in-cheek, irreverent, humorous, or at least attempts at such poetry. And there's, we were in our hotel room, um, and and it's around the Fourth of July, so there's all kinds of fireworks and things going off. You know, even when it's not exactly the Fourth of July. So I remember being in the room and hearing little explosions and making kind of a tongue in cheek observation which shows up in, in my book that, you know, well I hope that's that's Fourth of July revelry and not the library blowing up. You know, we're right across the street from the the public library. And it's just reading that that poem in my book, you know, th- that came out essentially at the same time that an explosion happened in that exact spot was just insane. And I, so I can only imagine your personal connection having run that and been in that exact location as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um I'll just I'll just give a, a short pitch. Um Tibet Bach, um June the twenty eighth, they do a reading every month and I'm gonna read on June the twenty eighth at eight o'clock at Golden West. Oh, cool! Yeah, Tebot Bach has been around for quite some time—a nonprofit organization producing a monthly reading series in Orange County, as well as uh, 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 um, publishing books and things like that. So, so cool that you're—you'll uh, be—you'll uh, be the featured poet. Yeah, and thanks, Rick, for all you do for poets and poetry. My pleasure. Honest. Actually, sometimes it's really all, not all that pleasurable, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but happy to you know to the previous caller. It keeps me off the streets, and God knows what I'd be doing wandering around on the streets. So, thank you for calling in, and, and please do so again. Thanks. All right, that was uh, Consuelo calling from uh, Huntington Beach, California, uh, uh, Orange County. As it were, the number to call in, ladies and gentlemen, is six four six seven one six seven three six two. This is your shot, man, at the big time. All right, all right. Moving on. Once again, it looks like the three one zero caller is back. So let's see. Hello. Hold on a sec. Three one zero, are you there? Wow, not having much luck with this three one zero caller. Okay. Well then, um, all right. So uh, once again, the number six four six seven one six seven three six two. You can uh, click to Skype in if you've got a decent enough microphone and internet connection. Uh, the sound is better, also, if you do that. Uh, if you're interested in not sounding like you're uh, on the telephone, um, uh, call in. Uh, plenty of time for you to uh, share your poetry, to uh, talk about things going on in your poetry world, your new book, etc. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, it's been brought up. Um, I have a new book out. It's called Nothing in New England is New. Um, it is a poetry written during a, a week and a half trip uh, uh, traveling through New England last summer. Uh, it's funny that the book is out now, and uh, and uh, and I'm talking about it as as you know, it, it's a thing that happened in the past because I'm just preparing for our 
this coming summer trip, and hopefully we'll write a lot of poetry there as well. So um had the chance to visit cities throughout the New England area, including Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We went to a Salem, Massachusetts. We went to Boston, Massachusetts, uh, where we stayed for several days. We went through uh, Plymouth, uh, Plymouth, Massachusetts, where we got to see Plymouth Rock. That was kind of exciting. Um, and um, we ended our trip in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, which has a really interesting uh, uh, exhibit that happens on Saturday nights. And it's kind of a, a live art uh, performance slash exhibit, I, I, installation maybe. I'm not really sure. Um, it happens um, on certain Saturday nights throughout the summer. And basically what it is is uh the uh, there's an artist who put this together and all along the river which goes through Providence Rhode Island there are um uh, permanently um permanently placed floating fire pits basically and these um fire pits uh um well they get lit but the way it happens is people thousands of people from all over the region all over Providence Rhode Island it seems like the whole town really gathers along the river um, about sunset, music starts playing, um, which is very cool. Music that is programmed live uh, by the artist who conceived of this event, and it's different every single time they do this. Um, and and right at, uh, a little bit after sunset, um, people in in uh, canoes and different kinds of boats come along, and in a very ritualistic fashion, they light all of these fires. So basically. Uh, I mean, to put it really simply, there are fires in the river, and people light them, and there are music playing. It's called a water fire, um, and I don't know that I'm doing justice talking about it, but it really is an extraordinary communal experience to be uh, along this river, um, to be surrounded by thousands of other people, to hear this music, and to to watch the 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 ceremony really of these these fires being being lit and uh intertwining with the music and it's it's very very cool um and it's unlike anything i've seen everywhere else and all kinds of little things have popped up around it for example there are people um uh, wandering along the river passing out carnations um and you ask them well why do we have to pay for this why are we no no it's just so cool that you're here have a carnation um, so uh, that was the end of our trip, and there's a section in my new book, Nothing in New England is New, um, dedicated to Firewater um, as well, um, and poems written throughout this whole trip. Um, check it out. You can go to my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. There are uh, there's some sample poems from it. You can order the book there or on Amazon if you prefer. And uh, lately also I've been making videos of me reading poems from different sections of the book, which you can find there posted on the front page of the website. Um, or um, they're also on my YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash rickpoet. Um, the first section, um, the first video is poems written um, while kind of on the way. Uh, the second is uh, poems written in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, the, the third um, are poems written um, in um, Salem, Massachusetts. And uh, the fourth uh, the fourth one, which 
is the most recent one from this particular uh, set of poems or poems written in Boston, Massachusetts. Me reading poems. I've got some music under there. In the fourth video, I'm wearing kind of a patriotic hat, so that's kind of exciting, isn't it? Uh, so check it out. Um, again, my website is PoetrySuperHighway.com, and uh, the YouTube video website is YouTube.com slash RickPoet. All right, moving on. Um, our next caller is from the 425 area code. Hello, 425. Hello, Rick. It's uh, T.L. Stokes. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I, I think that's exciting that you're doing videos of uh, of yourself reading your poetry. That's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, you know, it just seems, I mean, honestly, it's um, it's it's sort of just a, a promotional tool, but um, it, it's, it's, it, it seems to be working. I mean, people seem to like the videos. And um, I, I kind of let letting people know now about it just because this is really free to do for anyone who wants to promote their own poetry or just to read a poem online. And, and, and it certainly, I think, um, uh, makes the poetry itself more accessible to people who might not think to just go and read a poem. You know, videos, there's a certain accessible something about them, um, and it, it might bridge the gap for some people between – um, between poetry and people who don't usually check out poetry. So I encourage anyone to take advantage of the free tools available to them. I mean, everyone's computer has a has a camera on it these days, and YouTube is, is free to use. So there you go. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I, I think that's an exciting way to kind of uh, um, have an immediate connection with people, you know, in a different way, and, and uh, video is really popular right now. So that's pretty cool, coupling poetry with video. Uh, so I've got a poem to read. Um, uh, it's called Mermaid and the Bean. And uh, cool. it was written um, in Fall City on a large farm where I was living for a while. And... Um, and uh, I wrote a series of poems where I would uh, imagine what it'd be like if Neruda or Mary Oliver or uh, M.S. Merwin came to visit me and what we would do. So this uh-huh. is one in, one in the series. Okay. I'm Mermaid excited. And <laughs> Neruda looked like he was too hot and sweating, so we all sat down on the log by the twisted root and the laced cedar slid out of the dead log in the shape of a mermaid, opening her brown arms like a lover. But she wasn't a mermaid or a lover. The witch who lived above the garage called herself a mermaid, lovingly, and Louise, the English nanny, a bean. You can't imagine, I told Merwin and Neruda, how she spat when she said that word bean at Louise. And Louise her blonde hair flying backwards down the stairs, the witch after her, holding her arms out like breaking sticks, shouting and spitting. How does one get like that? Obviously, said Merwin. She wasn't a mermaid. Neruda asked me where she was now after she moved away. She couldn't stop hoarding chickens and rabbits, kind of like a a broken record, maybe lost a baby or something. She fell a long ways, I said, looking across the gold field where the blue dragonfly teetered on a seedy stalk. Hit her head. Harborview doesn't take in mermaids. 
They know a bean from a bean, and a witch is just a witch. We sat thinking about this and about nothing. Behind us, four silent stones piled prayfully on top of each other. So cool. Um, I, I love the I love the fantastical nature of the the concept of these poets visiting you and you you know uh, uh, just you know seeing what happens when when these folks show up and a you know in the modern world and b in your own personal life. That's that's very cool. Thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. My friend Brendan Constantine, who was mentioned earlier um, by our first caller who, who read a poem based on his prompt uh, that, that we published uh, during National Poetry Month, he has a poem, I forget the title of it, but it's it involves all of the, cl- the old classical composers encountering their work um, as it appears on ringtones on cell phones. Oh my gosh, that, that is so great. I love these new ideas, you know. Yeah. So cool. Well, you're you're still in Snoqualmie Valley, Washington, keeping us safe from the Canadians? Yeah, kind of. I'm I'm actually near Ames Lake now. Um it's a little bit further let's see which direction. Uh I'm not very good at directions. So it's a little bit out of the valley, but it's uh it's the alpaca farm. I think I've called in from there before. Oh right, right, okay. Yeah. How can I yeah, forget the awesome. alpacas? <laughs> yeah, they're still here. <laughs> Good, thank you. Because if there may come a time when I when I send for one. Well, there's seven, and and I think my roommate wants to sell three. So if you want one, uh, give me a call. I will. There's, okay. there's not enough alpacas here in Van Nuys. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, maybe you need some more. <laughs> I'm going to talk with my wife about it and see if we can we can we can set something up. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, T.L., thanks for being a repeat caller here on uh, Poetry Superhighway Live and uh, and uh, loved your poem. Great. Thanks, Rick. Bye. That was uh, T.L. Stokes calling from uh, the the great northwest of uh, the United States of America. Uh, keeping it uh, Previously, she was keeping the world safe from Canadians, but um, now she's basically keeping us safe from alpacas uh, by keeping them all in one place up there. So that's good. All right. Um, the number to call in again is 646-716-7362. Um, our next caller hmm, could be a block call. I just see a series of ones. Um, if you block your caller ID, this is probably you. Hello. Who am I talking to? Can you hear me, Rick? It's Michael. Hey, Michael. Okay. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. Let me know if you can because I'm driving and I've got the uh, speakerphone on the dash. Not a problem. So let's. What's that? No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, This is called. This is a topical poem. It was salvaged, poetry salvaged from the aftermath. Entitled The Good Samaritan. Disarming the twister. A baker's vault lifts itself in a park, investing a melting pot. Not for carrot, but in a priceless return. 24 life. Hmm. 
Cool. Michael, every time you call in, you're in your car. I'm wondering, do you, do you actually have a home? Home is where the heart is. <laughs> it sounds like home is where the, the car is. I, you know, it's... Um, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard you say the phrase, well, I had to pull off the road to call in. I had to, you know... Um, I'm just waiting for you to get to wherever it is that you've been going after all these years. Now, Rick, I distinctly remember a couple of years ago I ran from a friend's house because she wanted to hear me read poetry, and I told her about your program. And that was, a, it was like I brought the program into her home, and that was really nice. It's kind of little, our little salon. But, yeah, I happen, it happens to be a coincidence that I happen to be on the road. I I used to use that to pick up women, too. I would say, hey, baby, I've got a poetry show I can bring into your home. <laughs> but, you know, on the road, that's Jack Kerouac, so that kind of – that's actually – I think about that from time to time, and that's not so inappropriate. No, not at all. I, most of – you know, the bulk of the poetry it I happens, write. It happens to be raining today. Nothing stormy like, uh, like the tornado, but the twister, but um, – I just also thought what a coincidence that the atmosphere is somewhat reflecting being a, the backdrop for the poem. But I found it very interesting that that that, um, that device that's usually used for a money-saving device turned itself, became a life preserver. And I heard something of a, of a parable in that. Hmm. Well, there you go. I certainly appreciate the uh, the idea of poetry written on the road. Most of my books are poetry written while on the road, not specifically driving exactly, but while traveling through different cities and things like that. So uh, it, it makes sense. It's a great tradition. It's a great American tradition. But no, but no, I don't live out of my car. The heart, home is where the heart is, and so I guess I have a mobile heart, <laughs> going mobile. <laughs> Okay, Rick, well, you have a good week, and I'll talk to you hopefully next month if I get a chance to tune in. Maybe I'll be, maybe I'll have a chance to pull over next time. <laughs> I hope so. I just, I would hate to think that this show was, was the cause of your death. <laughs> oh. All right, Mike, Michael, thanks so much for calling in. That was Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, um, a regular caller who always seems to be calling from from the road or something. He's a, he's a busy man. He doesn't have time to to just you know uh, sit in his house uh, and wait for a poetry show to come up. So it's uh, above and beyond to be uh, calling in uh, from the road and probably highly unsafe as well. But whatever, you you survived this long, so there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm sure we can get a, a couple more callers in. Um, so if you'd like to uh, share something on the air, the number is six four six. 716-7362 or Skype in or whatever it is that you'd like to do to somehow get your voice on the air and share your poem and talk about what's going on in your poetry world. Our next caller is, Unless I the truth. is is already talking. That's great. Um, hello, 818 Area Code. Uh, you got me. And who's you? Ivan Dreyer. Oh, hi, Ivan. From Northridge. Yeah, that's exactly right. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, what have you got for us this time? This poem's uh, dedicated to a, a dear friend of mine, a, a, an avid cyclist who lost his life on a downhill blind curve in Topanga Canyon. And the anniversary of his death is approaching. Ironically, he was about two blocks from his home when mm. he perished. It's entitled Earth Riders. 
In memoriam, Marshall Auspitz. You came from somewhere east, a place I'd been perhaps. Maybe I saw you there. This time we met up here and shared the road a while. You spoke of where you'd been and where you might be headed. You said you'd like my company. I heard but couldn't answer. I couldn't shift and talk. The wheel would balk and tilt at every rock and hole. At least that's what I thought unless I held it true. But you rode with no hands. You didn't show off much, but you knew how. And when I nearly fell, you reached and steadied me. Then you rode on ahead. I followed in your draft. When I caught up, I checked my maps and finally learned our destinations matched. But in that instant, while I looked away, you turned. There wasn't any sign to say where you had gone. The empty road went on, and I went with it. My maps confound me now. You ride a different road. I cannot find or follow. This road's turned hollow, steep. I keep a lookout for your light ahead and hope I'm not alone. And sometimes, far along, I see you grin and wave, two-handed, coasting home. Hmm. Uh, what a lovely uh, 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 poem for your, your friend. That's uh, Thank you so much, Ivan, for sharing that. It was my pleasure. He was a very, very dear friend, and it was a very sudden and tragic loss. And this this happened here in the in the valley, in Topanga Canyon. Oh, Topanga. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure you know uh, uh, our uh, uh, a tradition says that as as long as you remember someone, um, in a way they're kind of not you know really gone. And so by uh, by writing that poem for that person, I think you've you've helped at least keep their their memory alive, which is which is which is good. Yes, I certainly feel that way. I, I do think of him often. We share a lot. Hmm. Um, I- anything going on in your in your poetry world? Do you want to uh, tell us about? No, not uh, not right now. Basically, I've been uh, very involved in taking care of my wife, who's been hospitalized twice in the last month. So I've been extremely busy on that front, and not much else have I had time for. Well, um, uh, uh, a, a complete and speedy healing to her, and she's very lucky to have uh, someone caring enough to to uh, to be there for her um, as as she needs. Thank you. Appreciate that. No problem, Ivan. Thank you so much for calling in, and hope to hear more from you. You're very welcome. All righty, that was um, Ivan Dreyer calling from right here in Southern California, from Northridge, right here in the San Fernando Valley, uh, reading a lovely uh, elegy, really, for his uh, friend who perished. Um, uh, fantastic. All right, well, I think we can fit one or two more uh, in. If you if you want to call the number 646-716-7362. Um, uh, I've already mentioned my new book. I've already mentioned um, our plea for uh, contest sponsors. If you're interested, if you've got uh, a single copy of one of your books that you would be interested in donating, if you're a small press publisher or publish other people's books and you'd be interested in donating uh, to our contest, um, it just takes one book to be a sponsor, um, and it makes all the difference. Um, our contest is really a not-for-profit venture. All of the money taken in goes to the goes uh, through entry fees goes to the people who enter the contest, and every single person who enters gets a prize for entering. And, and those prizes are the books and things 
that you do, donate. So please do check check out the uh, information on how to do that by clicking on Sponsor the 2013 Contest right on the front page of the Poetry Superhighway website. All right, moving now to a caller. Um, series of Ones. Hello, who's this? Blocked caller. <laughs> Who has hung up? All right, fantastic. This is the um, probably the most most uh, uh, the the show that has had the most dropped callers, people who've gotten on the air and then immediately hung up. So that's kind of exciting. If you're tuning into uh, this live, ladies and gentlemen, you uh, you're uh, we're we're witnessing a record basically. Uh, so you can tell your your uh, your children, your grandchildren, and if you're lucky enough, your grandchildren, that you uh, participated in this particular one by tuning in. Uh, uh, I know I'm having a great time with it. So there you go. Um, so all right. So the contest. You might be wondering, well, how do I enter the contest? Well, don't worry about that now. Um, there will be a special announcement on how to go about doing that when the contest starts, which will be in in mid July. Um, and all the information will be there on how to do that. So get get excited um, about that. Um, and there you go. Right now we're just looking for uh, our contest sponsors. Um, what else can I tell you? Well, I can tell you this. Um, our next Poetry Superhighway live open reading will be on Sunday, July 14th, a little bit longer than a month uh, from now. Um, we'll be out of town uh, uh, the first couple weeks of July, so we won't be able to host a show. So that's kind of exciting. Your next chance to call in um, and share a poem. If you're too shy to do it this time or if you've already done it this time, uh, will be on Sunday, July 14th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific time or uh, alpaca time, as I like to say. Um, and then later that month, uh, later July, we're going to have a special edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. This will be our annual show in which I have a conversation with the three Poetry Superhighway contest judges. Um, uh, typically, I invite the people who won the previous year's contest to judge the subsequent contest, and uh, I just sent out that invitation yesterday, and already two of the people who uh, were in the top three spots in last year's contest have agreed to, to uh, judge this coming contest, and so just waiting on the third. And uh, and so on Sunday, July 28th, also at 2 p.m. Pacific time, we'll be having a conversation with those uh, three folks, whoever the three judges uh, finally end up being, where they will be uh, sharing poetry that they like. They will also be uh, reading a couple of their poems, and they'll be talking specifically about what it is that they look for when they uh, are scoring poems, what what poems they, um, what kinds of things they like and don't like, etc. So if you're considering entering the, I don't know if you ever enter poetry contests, but what a great opportunity to before entering a contest to actually hear directly from the judges what they're looking for. A lot of times when we enter contests, it's it's kind of blind. We there's the submission guidelines, and we just send our work and and uh, and hope for the best. Well, here's a chance. Um, with a couple months, uh, you know, uh, left to actually submit your entries to hear directly from the people who will be reading your poems. Uh, so that's very, very cool and something that you can check out in a special edition of Poetry Superhighway Live uh, right here, 2 p.m. Pacific time on July 28th, just a, a couple of weeks after our next Poetry Superhighway Live open reading on Sunday, July 14th at 2 p.m. Bastille Day. So get your uh, French Revolution poetry prepared for our next open reading. 
And there you go. I want to thank everyone for calling in. Uh, Gene from Topanga Canyon, Vincent from Westerville, Ohio, the poet Darkling from Northeast Tennessee, Consuelo from Huntington Beach, T.L. Stokes from Ames Lake, Washington, uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, and Ivan from Northridge, uh, uh, California, for fleshing out our show. Um, I'm Rick Lupert. My website is poetrysuperhighway.com. Why not uh, check it out? Send in some poetry for Poet of the Week consideration. Check out my new book, Nothing in New England is New. Um, and that's it. I hope to talk to you next month. Um, enjoy the rest of June, ladies and gentlemen, and have a great rest of your day. <laughs>